That's the science. Up with magical cuteness. Last episode on Good Enough Games, Girl by Solar. Robots serving the expansionist presence of the Blight have been getting closer to the peaceful city of Renady than ever before. They're burning the forest and displacing communities with their unending hunger for more resources. Protectors of the city are dispatched to deal with the threat. Only for some reason the protectors are a time-traveling professor, a robot enthusiast, and a surly janitor with a limp? It's magical girls. The reason is they're magical girls. So you're moving through the farmland and then the rainforests. Um, and you start going up this mountain. What does this look like? Do you transcend before any of this happens? Or is this all of you moving in in your mortal forms on, on foot? I glow, so I'm still in a human form. All right. So you're, you're approaching on foot, looking more or less like your day-to-day mortal selves. Blending in with the landscape. And so uh, Violine kind of like races back to the crowd of you uh, and says, um, they're just up ahead. Um, and you can hear that horrific grinding sound pretty close now. It's so loud that it's almost like painful in your ears. Almost none of you can hear yourselves think. I, I look at them and do the like the motion where I point at my eyes and then I point at each of them with those two fingers, like keep an eye out. And then I am, I am going to transcend. Tell us. Yes. I want to first ask the question before we describe our transformation sequences. Like, what is it that connects all of these sequences? Like, how do we know that they're all from the same font of magic? When, I, when I've been thinking about transcendence, I've been thinking of it like glowing line work almost uh, superimposed over, over people's forms. They become bright and vibrant and neon colored and very animated. Uh, sort of in yeah. like the essence of like this picture right here, uh, where we got this mermaid with all these beautiful sigils like going down their body. Almost like arcane tattoos. Yeah, like arcane tattoos. And then also like this picture, which I think is actually the art for Lovely. It's almost like artwork has been like somebody has done like a mural rendition of that person. And there's like this glowing artwork surrounding them as they move. Does that work for people? Yeah, it sounds really cool. And I was also thinking that these lines, they like emerge from the ground. Like m- maybe some people float or something during their transformation, but the lines always emerge from the ground just like to symbolize us being connected to the city. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's like... Uh, and maybe this point is on like a ley line. Yeah, definitely. Like all your transformation sequences in the background, there's like a, a constellation of like shifting sigils across the city skyline far in the distance. Uh, and like a beam of light shoots from the city and hits you as you're doing your transformation. Yes. Cool. All right. So with all that out of the way, what does Morgan's transformation sequence look like? Morgan, uh, when they transform, they kind of raise up into the air slightly. And it's like a, a swirl of air around them. And they start to glow really like so bright you have to turn away. It still looks like Morgan, but now it's like flowing golden and green robes the hair is longer the flowers are bigger the eyeliner is more dramatic and and they clutch in their hand a giant golden chain and on the end 
it's kind of like a giant poi, but it's a uh, stopwatch. It's, it looks like the stopwatch. Just uh, for the audience's benefit, we can't play it on the recording probably, but did you have a song in mind for this transformation sequence as it happens? Oh, it's in the campaign chat. Hold on. It's the uh, flight facilities down to earth. Nice. If you had to describe the quality of this song, what's the what's the vibe? Kind of chill and groovy and makes you want to dance. Awesome. So is is there like a little bit of like kind of expressive like voguing going on during this whole sequence? Oh, yes. Very but, much yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. And so Morgan transcends uh, and is like hovering just slightly above the ground. Uh, what about the rest of y'all? Yeah, I think that it's been a while uh, for uh, Fache. He's been wanting to transform for a while because just going on foot, for him, it's a little bit harder. He doesn't have like the balance that he used to have. But obviously, if Morgan is not transforming, then Fache is not transforming because he doesn't want to show weakness. So when Morgan starts transformation, for Fache, it's almost like he's been holding on to this for a long time. And now it kind of bursts from him. The lines of the magical energy kind of bear him aloft. And his body turns into light. And as uh, he is coalescing in his other form, you can see a sigil appear over his chest. It's a heart and there's like two uh, daggers crossed behind it. And there's also like three rings also in front of him that like settle onto his fingers. And like he is now wearing three wedding rings on one hand. And he is also now he has a female uh, body. He looks he looks biracial as opposed to white. He has this beautiful, he's very beautiful in his in his form. Then uh, he just softly goes to, to the ground again. And uh, you can see flowers and the jungle uh, kind of lean in to to him which is it's weird because he is still he but this other version of him is female so pr pronouns are weird for him in, in this in this point so what is your your true name your your avatar's name what is your your divine name like when you're transcended oh uh morgan is leora so morgan has become leora and fashe has become Ursuli. Ursuli. Yes, and the music that he transforms to is uh, Libertango by Astor Piazzolla, but it's specifically the version with the, the cello and the accordion. Very fancy. How, how did the two of you interact once you're both in your transcended forms? I feel like your dynamic changes a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it, it does. I think uh, Ursuli isn't, doesn't feel this animosity towards Morgan or Leora. So Ursula probably just checks checks Leora out very obviously. <laughs> Leora is just waiting for is preparing to help support the others. Very very oblivious to being checked out. Yes. Ah, uh, so cute. And then we have Solange doing a transformation sequence, right? Yeah, yeah, I think Solange just, like, lets the other two do their whole thing, and it's just, like, in the background, and then when they're done, um, they, like, fall to all fours. 
with their hands in the dirt. So the music that's playing is Angel Hair by Black Dresses. I think now this rap is as trippy, emo, hip-hop. Glitchy hip-hop mixed with emo was, was Nell's description of this song. Yep, sounds about accurate. Yeah, and pale, ghostly, silver patches like run up their arms and spread all over their body. They like arch their back like big cat getting angry and like around their neck a big a collar of, of like these really, a lot of very spiky hair pokes out and they are now in like a, a pinstriped suit with no sleeves and very short shorts that like reveal their very very powerful thighs and as they've like arched their back they pull out of the ground a massive stone club that's so cool all of their skin is like covered in in like they kind of look just like random patches of silvery faint glowing paints all over them nice so you're, you've got like a suit with like a big fluffy fur collar and then yeah. a, a giant stone club. That's so cool. Yeah, but no sleeves and very short shorts. So you can and I they are not wearing shoes in this form. Nice. But I am not floating. I stay on the ground where I belong. Oh, how, how does your disposition change as you join the rest of them? Or is it still very similar to your usual kind of? quiet reticence i think it's still like very similar i think that's the thing because even in their day-to-day life solange is already like a devote caretaker of the university slash temple they very much try to embody their lower as much as they can i think they seem more like there's a bigger smile on their face now but they're not like saying anything as as they just stand behind the others and so then the last transformation sequence that we see uh, before you all engage with these terrifying robots uh, is Violine's transformation sequence, which is paired with Alejandro's transformation sequence. I'll let Robin uh, describe it in greater detail in the future. Um, but my understanding is it goes basically like some really just upbeat chip tunes uh, start like blasting. I don't know, maybe out of a boombox box on the side of her bike. <laughs> And she like puts on elbow pads and then like puts on a helmet <laughs> and then puts on knee pads uh, and then stands and makes a pose. And then Alejandro, her pet otter, is like sitting in the basket um, and then like ripples of that that inky light uh, cover it and create like a sigil on its back. Uh, and then it gets out of the basket and starts flying around. And I feel like at the end of the transformation sequence, the two of them probably strike a pose together that feels appropriate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's like the two of them standing back to back, this otter, just like with its paws crossed with, you know, all these sigils over them and Violine just looking like Violine, but plus batting. Yes. Best transformation. Yeah, right? Just after the end of that that beautiful uh, routine, you hear another creak and then a huge tree collapse in the forest with a massive crash. This was really close. Like you see the actual brush branches snap and crash uh, just like a few feet away from you Um, and you can see this enormous silhouette towering over you almost as tall as the trees themselves Um, and it's this massive stonework golem and it looks like this so it's this hulking mechanical figure with like a single eye that has a light glowing from it it has moss and various stuff like growing up its arms 
It has like big and green armor plating. Um, and it has like a little logo on its chest that is somehow associated with the darkness. And yeah, this thing is carrying a massive chainsaw looking device, like a mix between a chainsaw and a pair of scissors. Um, and it just cut down this tree. It is like, even in your transcendent form, towering above you. What do you do? I would like to do something stupid. Please. <laughs> that is the best way to start combat. Wouldn't we all like that? The only honest way to start combat. <laughs> right. Yeah, so my special ability is a former hench person. You can interact with agents of darkness as if they were regular people. So Sashay doesn't have the essentially Wi-Fi communication to them, but they still react to him, to him and to Ursuli. They kind of shoot up in the air and like floating in the air and uh, putting a hand in front of them to stop essentially this ho horrible hulking beast, even though Ursuli is uh, like a tiny little uh, person. Uh, they say... What are you doing here? Stop and report. And uh, I would like to maybe express. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll express and we'll see how well this goes for you. What's my position? Your position uh, while transcended is risky standard. Okay. Okay. Well, it's only one die. Let's see how it goes. I rolled a one. Oh, geez. And so this thing makes a sound like like creaking metal, like a shipwreck underwater. At one point, you may have been able to interpret as speech, um, but it sounds angry. And it lifts one enormous hand that's like fully as big from from like uh, thumb to pinky as you are tall and just like swings it and bats you into a nearby tree. I assume I take harm. Yeah. I would like to resist that. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. So I'm, I think it's probably fair that this would do at least two harm. Yeah. So I'm going to say that this is two harm. Yeah, two harm, probably concussion, if the creature batted me like out of the air, right? Yeah. And I take two stress. Does it cool. go to my level one harm or do I resist it fully? You also have a tick of special armor when you transcend it, which you can use to clear off the last level. Yeah, I, I think in traditional Blades in the Dark, it only it would only go down to level one harm. Yeah. And I don't think that there's different rules for Girl by Moonlight. Yes, uh, resistance reduces consequence by one. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so this will do one harm to you unless you can, unless you want to spend your special armor. If I have an ability to spend armor, then, then I will. And that was my one transcendent action out of three. How do you resist getting uh, slammed through this tree and like splintering it and causing it to fall to the forest floor as well? I think as, uh, as I'm flying, Ursuli is also like a master of the elements. So I think like there's a gust of wind that essentially changes my trajectory and I stop uh, like in the air and then am uh, gently set down on the ground. Very cool. Yeah, and so noticing now that you're on the forest floor and that there are others uh, in the area, this thing takes this enormous scissor chainsaw thing off of its back and both of the blades start to spool up 
um, and it starts to lurch towards you. I would like to attack it. Please do. Yeah, so Solange just like tenses up and spins around with with that club fully fully out in one hand, just aiming for taking out one of its knees. Nice. I would like to spend a link with Solange to help them without you know, spending stress. Cool. Thank you. Like a burst of fire gets out of Ursuli's uh, hand and is it envelops the uh, the club. So it's now not just Rocky Club, but also a fiery Rocky Club. Thanks. Thanks. And I think I'm defying because I'm just attacking it head on. Definitely. Yeah, that's exactly the right move. So my position is controlled. It is risky standard. One extra die. One extra die. Yeah, I get a five. Cool. This is probably a good time to reveal the clocks here. Uh, these are blight foresters, and they are currently raising the cell forest. So I think with that five, uh, I think you probably tick the blight foresters clock by two. I think that you managed to completely cripple this thing with this solid blow to its knee. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I just like hit the first knee, and it just like continues through to the next knee, just like. <laughs> gears and splinters of metal flying all over and Solange just has like the biggest two-piece grin on their face as they're doing it. Nice. There's like smash, smash, gears fly everywhere. And then again, like the sound like a falling tree, except this thing is a hunk of metal and it just slams on into the earth and a huge plume of dirt and smoke uh, like billows through the forest and blows through all of your hair as this thing comes to rest on the ground. You see others not too far distant continuing their job of demolishing this forest. Something that occurs to me that we totally forgot to do is actually roll the engagement. So that'll help us figure out how far along they are and also your right. future position and effect. So let's do that real quick. You start with 1D for hope. Is the mission particularly heroic or noble? I think that this is probably run of the mill for y'all yeah. as far as dealing with the darkness. Does it reflect the darkness inside our characters? Uh, I don't think so in this case. Is the mission falling through on details from the crew's investigation? <laughs> well, yes. Not really. <laughs> kind of. I guess you know where it is. Yeah, we knew that they were here. Yeah, so I guess you get pl plus one out of that. Uh, is the darkness well defended here or particularly strong against this? I would say going complete brute force on uh, a bunch of towering robo foresters is probably not a great situation for y'all. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to say minus one. Uh, does this mission determine the fate of a friend? No. Does this connect you to your mundane life or is there something holding you back? No. Uh, does this mission tier exceed the current tier of the investigation uh, track? Yes. <laughs> uh, minus one. Oh, oh dear. That's us down to nothing. Yep. Uh, are there any other elements you want to consider due to circumstances or events in your world? Does anyone have any in mind? No. No. I think at this point, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> All right. Roll twice. Take the worst option for us. Here goes. The suspense, it's killing me. Is anyone rolling that? Oh, I thought it was you, Marina. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm I'm rolling. We're great at this. We are in desperate. All position. right. 
And so here's what I think happens. Uh, everything seemed like it was going well up until you smashed this robot's knees out. It falls to the forest floor. You get that black smoke that sweeps out from where it crashed to the ground uh, that like whips through your hair. And then when the smoke starts to clear, you see uh, a fire that is starting to spread from this enormous forester. And it has caught onto a nearby tree. And you all watch in horror as it catches another tree and then another. And a fire starts to rage through this section of the forest. So in addition to dealing with a bunch of foresters, um, you also have to deal with the fire. So we're going to add another clock here. <laughs> oh. Does this maybe relate just more directly to the forest being raised, perhaps? Yeah, that's fair. I think that both of these, uh, when they take actions, are going to contribute to the forest being raised. Oh, I see. You have to defeat both of them in order to stop the forest from being raised, if that makes sense. Makes sense. So here goes. All right, forest fire. And we will say that this has one tick. Uh, oh, no, sorry. So this is a clock for dealing with the threat of the forest fire, which is when you fill this up, you will have put out the fire. Okay. And so because of this negative consequence, I think I'm also going to take up the forest raised clock uh, a little bit here. All right. I think I follow. Yeah, there we go. We'll put it at one. All right. So we got Leora did a thing. And what is uh, Solange's name in uh, their transcended form? Susan Panan. Or just Susan. All right, cool. Yeah, so Susan just did a thing, which went much more poorly than any of you expected. No, it went great. <laughs> I did it. Is that the visual where we like they like they do the hit and we see their like big toothy grin? We hear like the crash and like the wind blows over them, and then suddenly there's the whoosh and fire springs up, and their face is now lit by the fire, and their and their grin like <laughs> goes like, oh no, what did I do? Yeah, and yeah, we see their like lips coming back together, just like uh, yeah, perfect. They do the the toothy inhale. I think Morgan just transcended. They didn't do anything. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Fashet oh, or Zuli did a thing, but Liara did not do a thing. Yeah. Liara, what do you do? How close am I to this thing? So the, the one that was right and bearing down on top of you is collapsed to the ground on fire. There's a forest fire spreading all around you. And then there are three more of these things uh, a little ways in the distance. And they're starting to come your way because they've realized that there's all kinds of commotion. Um, and so you hear uh, the enormous creaking of metal as these things uh, move across the clearing towards you. Okay. And what clocks have you advanced? Uh, the Blight Foresters. One out of four of them has been defeated. The forest fire has not been dealt with at all. And the Cell Forest is one out of eight completely destroyed. Okay. I'm going to uh, stop the clock and keep the uh, forest fire from progressing. No, no, we want we want that one to progress. We want the raised to stop progressing. Yes, that. Okay. Okay. So you're you're saying uh, instead of taking up the forest cell forest raised, you 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 prevent it from happening. Correct. Uh, what what does it happen when you just like either like stop or reverse time to just prevent anything from being touched by this fire and these giant robots? I like stop and uh, like throw the the chain uh, with the stopwatch out. I then throw my hand up partway and it stops and opens and glows and every the the things that I want to stop stop. 
So like the fire is just like flickering and frozen in time. It's like that scene, for some reason I'm picturing that scene in The Force Awakens where Kylo Ren just stops a plasma bolt in midair and it just like hangs there yes. in the air. And that's what the fire is currently doing. It's like moving in slow motion through the trees at the moment. Yeah. I like it. So I think is that that counts as a full transcendent action? Or is that just like a like a pat like you are essentially resisting a, a clock going up and it's not one of your transcendent actions? Uh that is one of my transcendent actions. Is it though? Is it? It's a transcendent ability, I think, but I I don't know that you roll anything, so that's not an action. Yeah. Oh. If you if you're not rolling anything, then it is not an action. Okay. So it just happens. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so I stop the clock. Yeah, once permission, you can just say no when I advance the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, what what do you do after you have tamed these fires for the the time being? I am going to assist whomever is closest in attacking the robots. Uh, so no one is is currently attacking them, but so you're kind of like okay. holding off, waiting yes. for people to run forward. Correct. Awesome. All right. So uh, Fashé. Zuli, sorry. Yeah. You've got fire, which is progressing extraordinarily eerily slowly, and then you've got these hulking machines that are coming at you at normal speed. What do you do? I would like to unleash some more forces of the elements. I think Urzuli makes a motion with their hands, like she's uh, taking something like from the air. And there's like water in her hand that she just sprays out to deal with the fire. I'm not bullshitting. Awesome. She is genuinely mistress of the elements kind of Loa. Hey, I love it. That's super cool. And I would like to argue that this is defy because I'm still like fighting something. Yeah, you're you're defying the spread of the fire. I think that makes sense. Um, and I would say that this is not a magical threat, so I think you have great effect against uh, mundane threats. Urzuli, use water guns. Yeah, well, let's see. Do you have a devil's bargain for me? Do I have a devil's bargain for you? Hmm, let's see. Yeah, most of the dark bargains I could give you would involve ticking up some of these clocks or in some ways hurting you. So I, I think... One dark bargain would be if you're going to dedicate all of your attention to the fire, you're not playing, paying attention to these foresters, and one of them gets another swing at you. That's that's my dark bargain for you. I will I will push myself instead. Okie doke. Also, technically, I could ask Leora for help because she is specifically there, like waiting to attack something like together, but. Leora is my rival, and I will never accept help from Leora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the record, just so we're all thinking about it, anyone you have social links with, you can spend that to help them without taking the stress penalty. So if you have a social link with someone and they're doing something, you can spend it to, to give them that plus one dice roll. Yeah. That's why I'm waiting for you to do something. So, yeah, uh, Fashe rolled a four. On his uh, cool. on his defy thing, great effect. So I think I think you managed to put out the fire through this torrent of water magic that yeah. you are spewing forth forth across the forest. Everybody below, uh, it's like a waterfall is falling on you. It's just like that mist, right? Or is it more like you 
like a being in, tor- in a torrential downpour and everyone is soaked. Probably the torrential downpour, more like. Yeah, so I think that you managed to uh, put out the fire. So I'm going to put this at four o'clock. But I think that while you were doing this, there were these foresters coming closer to the rest of the team. Um, and trees are just snapping and collapsing in their path. They're not trying to like log this forest anymore. They're just trying to get to you and they do not care what they crush in their way. So I'm going to say that the forest raise clock goes up by two. I think right about now, there's a creaking noise over the crackle of flame, the snap of, if that's all right. Yeah, go for it. And I think it's a noise. It's like hurdy-gurdy music (laughs) that really... I think I think my music is definitely it's definitely come wayward souls. That song always gives me shivers when it plays. I think there's yeah a pause where the music plays, and the two two of the machines that are coming up right over where um Ersley is like pause and turn towards each other slightly, and then the music stops, and there's a figure leaning there on one of their shoulders. Now this is a big mess you've gotten yourselves into, isn't it? And Legba appears. He's very, his style's very black and white. He's got this long kind of dress overcoat with tight black slacks and these kind of tipped hobnail shoes, but they've got white stripes drawn on them. He's got this big, just black top hat with these white diamonds printed all the way around it in a single band. And then his face is, Clean-shaven, very dark-skinned, very dark-skinned Haitian face, but with this bone mask that covers his cheeks and the bridge of his nose and his eyes. And he's leaning there with a black cane with this kind of just curved silver-headed top. Let's make a bigger mess of them now. How about we? And he just pushes off one of the machines, and it falls into the other one. And I'm going to use my my ascendant ability for the big reveal and the moment i reappear you surprise your enemies and your allies gain increased effect on any follow-up actions oh that's very cool that is very good and i'm going to open immediately into just attacking these directly by just knocking them into each other and because it's a surprise i don't think conceal is for what i'm actually doing though but if i didn't have an ability that gave me a free conceal i'd be using it here yeah that makes sense so i think you're rolling conceal right because you're essentially taking them by surprise like the two of them turn to look at each other and you're on the opposite side of one of their shoulders <laughs> like yeah, it's it's because of that that i can do this nice yeah i like it so does this does the uh, reveal action count as one of your transcendent actions or is it just the roll the reveal is just a trigger for it, and then I get to, and it's something I do with the roll. Got it. Okay, cool. All right, what's my position? I think because you took them by surprise, uh, it seems like the fictional positioning of your move should be that it's kind of a controlled situation, and your effect here is uh, normal, standard effect. Actually, I think I think it bumps up to great from there, because let me read it. And so I'm not going crazy. You or your allies. Uh, no, I want it to be for the allies, not for me. So yeah, we'll keep it with standard. But I will I will spend a social link to help you. Cool. How, how do you help Legba crash one of these? 
I think it's just like as soon as I see like someone someone's like going in there fighting, I'm like hell yeah, and I'm just like charging at their feet. Oh, oh gosh, if the one I push just also happens to get ankle bit right at that moment, it's gonna stumble over twice as much. Yeah, that's that's how I'm helping you. I think in some ways, like linked in Solange minds to that like moment of just like seamlessly helping each other. Yeah. Doesn't even yes. take any words. You just have to be right there working in concert. Yeah. Oh, yes. Six. Nice. All right. While this happens, I would like to spend uh, a link with Solange to recover to stress because they are awesome. <laughs> and I'm totally going to uh, join them in the fray um, as soon as you uh, explain to us what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so th these two robots like are like looking at each other, trying to figure out where all this music and this voice is coming from. You end up like pushing one of them, the one that's looking over the shoulder of the one whose shoulder you're standing on, spots you, and you see like the light that forms like its only eye get brighter as if it's like surprised or has like a moment of recognition. And so this towering behemoth like stumbles backwards as its friend goes crashing to the ground in front of it. Um, another huge plume of black smoke and uh, dust goes across uh, the forest floor. Uh, this other robot managed to duck out of the way just in time to to not get uh, completely knocked over, but you managed to completely destroy one of them. So I think that this is two more pips on the Blight Forester's clock. All right. And the next, I believe it's two... Uh, it's up for it's up for debate, but the next few actions are with increased effects for everyone who's my ally. Yeah, I think a linked action is a very or or it says follow up action. I think a follow up action is a very specific thing in this game, right? Yes, I don't think it's something that's given altered mechanics, however, so we'd have to dig backwards unless I'm missing it. I'll keep yeah. looking for it. So I, I think a follow up action is like a setup action would be you roll something to give the next person increased effect. You are essentially giving that to somebody for free. So whoever takes the next action gets to do it. But after okay. that, I think it's back to standard effect. Okay. okay, it gives me it gives me setup without having to roll it. Yeah, exactly. You All get right. to do setup without rolling it. Uh, so yeah, Urzuli, uh, you just watched Legba show off. Um, are you going to be uh, shown up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I am actually uh, like charging in. I am using my brutish transcendent ability. Uh, when I push myself, you choose one of the following additional benefits, and I am going to perform a superhuman feat of physical force. I'm going to uh, run past Solange. Uh, I'm going to like use them as a, a launching off platform, and I hope they are going to actually also give me some a boost and uh, I flip over one of the foresters and I uh, grab for where I know their energy core is, their battery is. And since I am uh, pushing myself, uh, I can get my fist like through the metal and I want to just tear it out uh, so it stops. And I'm using Defy to do that. Hell yes. This is the most ghost in the shell shit. I'm so happy. So uh, risky, but great, right? Yeah. Okay, well, ah, 
It's a four, but it's success. But it's great. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. So great effect, and it is a success. So I think that you end up dispatching of uh, this other one that just dodged its friend falling to the ground. I think that does this has some kind of tack on effect for the last remaining uh, one. So maybe like the 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 plume of dust and like the crash of metal and that kind of stuff, it ends up disrupting the the sensors and that kind of thing of the remaining forester. So we're gonna put this at three plus. So three more pips. So there's just one forester left. Yeah. Yep. I think they're looking confused. Yep. We got. I want to start out the the fact that this is a four though. Yeah. You are you get onto this thing's back and almost like it's like swatting a mosquito, like its hand goes over its shoulder and it like tries to slam onto the spot where you're tearing its battery out. Yeah. And I think we actually see it like slam over you. And for a moment we think maybe you just got like swatted like a bug, like completely squished. Yeah. But then like when its hand comes back, uh, we see the glow of you ripping the power cell out of the back of this thing. You look battered. I think you take two harm but you totally rip this thing out of its back. The fun thing is also that this is my final transcendent action. So as I am ripping this battery out, I am turning into Fashe again, who just falls back. I'm trying to possibly uh, like roll with it or something with the, with the fall. I'm going to try to resist it, and it probably will get trauma traumaed out and it would be fun. Yeah. Can I try to catch can I try to catch him? Yeah, so I'm going to say first of all, there's two consequences you need to resist then. One of them is you just got swatted like a fly. The second one is you are now immortal 50 feet above the forest floor and you are falling to the earth. So let's sort out the first one. Do you resist the two harm or do you just take it? Uh, I take the two harm. Okay, so you get swatted like a fly, and then now you're falling 50 feet to the forest floor. I'm going to say that your effect, your ability to prevent this from completely hurting you is like limited to none. Uh, but if somebody wants to help you, they can save you. <laughs> yes, I would like I would like to help. So I'm resisting this this consequence for Fashe. Yeah, it's yeah. like you take you expose yourself to danger, and uh, yeah. you take the consequence that I would take but then you can resist it as usual so so i'm i'm trying to catch you let's see how how bad it goes for me i guess this is moon probably sun maybe okay. if you're if it's like falling under like defying right cool yeah i'm 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 trying to catch you oh oh geez that was a one on that resistance roll here's the thing when I'm transcended, I can at most suffer two stress when resisting consequences. Yay! Oh, dang. You the guardian are ability. Great. Yeah, so it is a little stressful, but, but mostly I just like catch through and like scrape my knee. Cool. So what, what does this look like? Because you're, you're, you're bound to the ground, right? Like, what does it look like you actually providing a cushion for them to land on? I think it's like me like moving over quick steps and then like tensing up as I like jump into the air to like create some resistance with my own body falling as well. So it's like my muscle mass and softness that takes the brunt of the force. Nice. So yeah, like I jump up into the air and like fall the last like little bit with you in my arms. 
And so you land on the forest floor. You hear the creaking of metal above you as this thing falls to its knees and then completely deactivates. Does anything pass between the two of you in this moment of being having your life saved, Fashe? I think Fashe is kind of groaning because he still has cracked ribs from that time <laughs> the huge robot swatted him. And he is holding on to Solange, their huge muscles, and he's like, finish it. Just finish it. Yeah, and Solange just like smiles and like sets you down before they like grab that club that they had had dropped to the forest floor and, and turns around to face the last forester. Yay! Cool. The last forester can't see most of its body because of the cloud of dust and black smoke that has settled over most of the forest. You just see its head looming above all of you and looming above the black smoke the light in its head turns red um, and you see like panels open up beneath its faceplate there's this horrific whirring of gears that start to grind together one and then the other and then the other and then they spin up to speed and this thing is basically like a, a freaking wood chipper on the front of its face and this thing is going to completely wreck all of you <laughs> Since no one was paying attention to where Morgan was, uh, Morgan is going to run up its back and swing the watch poi around and like try to get around its neck and start just yanking backwards. That's so cool. But you're strangling the robot. I love it. So you're, I haven't been consistent with this, but because of the engagement role, you are still, I believe, in a desperate position. Okay. And your effect right now is standard uh, because you're transcendent. So. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I was supposed so, to be in a disparate position, too, when I was defying things. It's okay. I mean, you pretty much you got the, the effect of being in a desperate position because you took a bunch of harm. So I it didn't worked out. I did get the XP for it. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. But you can have it if you want. No, 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 no. It was level two harm. It's for a risky thing. So. All right. Uh, yeah, so Morgan, or sorry, Leora, what, what action are you taking to, to dispatch of this forester? I was going to say analyze and go for the weak spot by holding this thing open. Because then it's... You did it's, wait for it to open its face up before you did this. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that this makes sense uh, as a linked action. Then you're essentially like grinding up its main offensive weapon to prevent it from being able to um, like hurt anybody with this horrific wood chipper thing. Correct. And so I think you're you're helping someone else take an action. Uh, who is that? We're the only two still up, aren't Legba. we? Legba, then definitely Legba. All right. So this this down the hatch. <laughs> yep. Go ahead and and roll. Uh, so this will either you know, make their position. You can either use this to give yourself a better position or a higher effect. Um, but let's first figure out how successful you are with this. You're rolling analyze. This is let's let's have Liara roll and then. Do we'll I get have, a bonus? Like, no. No. So just standard. Yeah, desperate standard. Oh, desperate standard. Okay, one second. Yep. And I'm going to assist you. To assist me using my other ascendant trait, which is two steps ahead, twice permission, assist a teammate without spending stress. Tell us how you prepared for this situation. 
how did you prepare for this situation? I think there was just a moment a bit ago between shots where we do this in like mini flashback where it was right after I appeared and showed up and did this. And then Ersley did their whole big scene where I leaned over and talked to Lior on the side like, the last one comes, just just wait a moment, then grab it. And we we like I took a moment to talk to them and plan for this. Awesome. Cool. So we get like that real quick flashback in like a swirl of these like almost watercolor uh, neon colors. And then we jump back to exactly this moment. Go ahead and, and roll your analyze, Liara. Ooh, nice. nice. Oh, in a desperate situation too. Yeah, see, so you you just caught this thing totally by surprise. You've got this chain uh, grinding up its gears. I think like some of them, like the like the engine driving this thing just like locks up and you, we can hear like the kush, kush, kush of it trying to start over and over and over again and the gear just slipping inside of it and it can't turn this thing. Yes. So Legba, how do you, how do you uh, attack this thing? Oh, All first, right. do you take uh, improved position or improved effect? All right, I think I'll go for improved effects. I think what I do is Legba, he walks forward towards this thing while it's like geared up and jammed. And he's going to leap forward and just turn into this cloud of black shadow. And it's going to pour down this thing's, this thing's jammed open maw. And I'm going to go inside it and then just come back out, phase through the back of it. And I'm going to have, I'm going to copy Ursula and I'm going to have its heart. And I'm going to have brought that with me. <laughs> nice. Yes. I'm just, just corrosive black fog pouring down this thing's maw. I was, uh, Snatching people's hearts out of their chest before it was cool. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Aww. I'm I'm definitely just following up on your performance. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's like you know, two two starts a trend, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what do I roll for that? Goodness, it's almost like we're playing heavily into action when this game is set not for that. Um, I almost I almost want to say flow just because. The mouth is right there. It's just it's just that linear path, but I know I'm just leveraging for things I'm already good at. I mean, flow mm. is also about like athleticism and being agile. Yeah. So yeah, flow is pretty appropriate. Like just moving quickly and avoiding getting hit and moving faster than your enemy can keep up with. So that sounds mm. pretty appropriate. Lovely. In that case, what's my position for jumping down its throat? Uh, so it's still a desperate position because the setup action is not helping you. Fair enough. There's a chance that this thing's mouth parts, chainsaw mouth parts could start spooling up at any second, but you're going to do it anyway. So make it happen. But, but I will, I will spend my social link to give you an extra die. So we don't have you get chewed up by a robot. Sounds great. All right. And in Girl in Abyss, there are two different ways to get bonus dice that you can do at once. It's not just one. Girl by Moonlight. Girl, Girl in, oh, in Abyss is gosh. our hack. And shh, yeah. it's not, not ready yet. I think the other one is... Because uh, there's three things you can do, but two of them are exclusive to each other. You can either push yourself or take a Devil's Bargain. Uh, yeah. All right. I think, I think I'll just push myself in this case. Sounds like a plan. Yes, you got it. Did it? Give me, give me two the consistency. Two. I needed, I needed every dice <laughs> I could get. Cool. Yeah, and so like, there's the the grinding of this thing's chainsaw mouth parts as the black fog goes into its mouth, 
And just the second after you get yourself fully inside of its body, uh, the chain of uh, Leora's uh, like watch thing snaps as the chainsaw parts finally start moving. But you just barely got beyond its maw before that happened. It's like a lurch. It like slowly stands up again and nothing's happening. And so it, it kind of like looks at the rest of you and it like raises again some of these like chainsaw scissors and like goes towards you and is about to like attack Solange and Fache. And then you appear outside of its back holding a gigantic battery. Missing something, my job? I drop it on the ground. The thing kind of turns to look at you, and already as it's turning to look at you, the light on its faceplate is starting to dim, and the grinding of the chainsaw mouth parts is starting to slow. It, like, grabs its chest like it's having a heart attack, and it looks at you like it's been betrayed, and then it just falls <laughs> unconscious to the floor. <laughs> I feel kind of bad now. <laughs> well, next time you should try empathizing with the darkness. Right, that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> Yes. sometimes you just gotta fight so with this the last of the blight for foresters is incapacitated the cell forest is only one quarter raised so it could have been worse and so you look into this clearing and you see lots and lots of of trees that have been like raised and i think y'all get to take in a moment as you all revert from your transcended forms uh back in your mortal selves to go and stand on the mountain ridge uh, that this forest is standing along. Um, and when you look over the other side of the mountain ridge, you see no jungle. You just see dead earth, arid shrublands, black smoke coming from the horizon, and these stone geometric structures uh, as far as the eye can see. Thank you for listening to Good Enough Games. If you liked us, tell your friends about us. Our GM is Nell Wilson. Our producer is Marina Conrad. We will be back in a week with more Magical Girls. Meanwhile, you can find us on Twitter at goodenoughrpg, all one word, or email us at goodenoughrpg at gmail.com. And hey, Nell keep saying it. Be kind to yourself. And then embodied your clips or displayed the contents of your heart. I displayed the contents of someone else's heart. <laughs> I don't think that counts. But, but yeah, that doesn't uh, count. Bonus points for <laughs> effort, I guess. <laughs>